When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warriors, Sam and me, two pussies. So, <laughs> we're up. Sam, I shouldn't speak for you. I'm a pussy. I'm the only one here that hasn't served in the military, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But Dale is uh, Dale's trying a new tactic. Um, Dale, you were just explaining it before the podcast. Do it, Dale. Do it. Got to get more views. So, yeah. like those chicks, right, that chew on celery and get like a million views filming themselves chewing celery. I'm going to do like eggs and sausage. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, that's at least 2 million views right there. Yeah. You got a sausage? You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> Should have thought about that before I said that. <laughs> that was the last. Dale's like, yeah, I'm going to get some sausage. It's like, all right, man, we're a minute into this. But, um, uh, Lord. So, so, Dale. Yeah. Last time you were on, you came on and you said when you're at the airport and you flew back from Bali and they asked you why you're here. For everyone, all the new listeners. Dale is in Bali, and he flew back here, and his answer was, well, I'm here for the November 3rd election and the November 4th Civil War. Well, that 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 phrase has made some rounds on my podcast, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are now, because what day is it now? Today is... 29th. Today is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. We are, what, four... What, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? We are five days away from the election. Is it heating up? Are we still going for a civil war? It's... Has anything cooled down? Because last time I tried to be all optimistic, Sam shut me down. Sam said, no, no, it's not getting positive. And, uh, yeah, you guys kind of all shit on me. Then again, I am the only one here that hasn't served, so maybe that's my doe-eyed optimism. Dale, what do you think is about to happen? Well, I think kind of last time we talked, you know, Sam brought it up. I think he kind of got it right. Um, It's not going to be a civil war per se. Like, you know, everybody's going to be out in the streets. You know, fucking two skirmish lines attacking each other. What it's going to be is, I think it's going to be a uh, what we used to call low intensity conflict, right, um, in the military. And basically, you're going to see like the IRA man bombings, I um, ambushes, you know, IDs, um, you know, targeted assassinations. Um, you know, that, and that's going to be at the more sophisticated level. The ones that are actually. Um, you know, have a plan, and then you're going to have the outliers that are the ones that uh, just, you know, the, they're, they're going to be the Antifa BLM mob that's just going to be attacking people just because, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's two elements you're going to be dealing with, but it's not going to be like the whole country's going to shut down. Life will go on. People will still go to work. And just like, you know, in the, in the beginning, Civil War, what was it, 3% of the population? was, uh, you know, in, engaged in the war. Everybody else would just mind their business, you know, farming lands and going to the office, flying the desk and doing their same old shit, expecting, you know, the 3% um, or less to do their bidding for them and hope that, uh, you know, it all works out. And, you know, and that's the problem, right, is people are complacent. Um, you know, they're, everybody thinks, oh, nothing's going to happen, and, oh, you can't win against an army, you know, blah, 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 right? So they're very complacent, very uneducated in that regard. Um, 
and and they just and they don't want to be involved, right? Uh, I love the ones that always tell me, "I'm so sick of the news and politics, and everything. I just don't even pay attention more." And I said, "That's exactly what they want you to do. That's part yeah. of the psyops campaign, right? Yeah. That's part of winning the war is get you not to pay attention, and they can do whatever they want." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's still going to happen. It's it's going to happen in some different levels in different ways. I think for sure, you know, on the ground level, um, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see some. You know, you're going to see riots. You're going to see, you're going to see people. You know, still, uh, you know, doing what they're doing today. And another, le- maybe they're going to ramp it up. And then you're going to see it all the way up at the political level, man. You're going to see the politicians, um, particularly on the left. And I say that, um, and I don't care if nobody likes that. If you're a Democrat, tough shit. You know, too bad for you. You made a bad choice. Um, you know, and. Uh, you know, the reality is you have to just, if, if you have a live brain cell, man, and you watch the news, it's obvious what is what happening here with Pelosi and Schumer um, and the Democrats on the left. They have no intention of having a fair uh, fair election. They're going to win at all costs. Um, they are the ones that stir distension. Listen, here, look. Here, here, here's some here's some evidence. Just I mean, it's truth. You can't deny it, right? So, what happened when they passed the first stimulus bill, right? Um, they had all kinds of pork in there, right? Like, okay, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give everybody a check in America to help you get through this hard time, your unemployment, and make ends meet, right? Why would you add millions of dollars to you know the you know to the Kennedy Center for you know whatever you know they did at the Kennedy Center and all this other the arts and endowment and all this other bullshit had absolutely zero to do with zero to do with COVID and helping Americans it had everything to do with promoting a democratic agenda that's what it had to do with and if you're not seeing that kind of shit out there you're a fucking moron man. And you, you know what? And I'm, I've come to the point in my life, people go, well, you know, politics aside, we can all be friends, you know, just because you don't agree on politics. Actually, no, that those days are long gone, man. You know what? If you're a fucking Democrat, you're my fucking enemy. Why? Because what you're doing is you're, you're opposing the, the U.S. Constitution. You're opposing my freedom, my children's freedom. All right. You're, you're, you're bidding for shit. that's going to jeopardize our welfare. You are the enemy within. Fuck you is what I say. All right. And I'm serious about that shit. We can no longer be friends. I put that out on social media. We can no longer be friends. If you're a Democrat, you might as well be a communist, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And, they all, and, and then they go on with, well, you know, just because we have some different political views. You know, here's here's my fucking bar, man. It's very simple. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Christian and you're a Democrat, you really fucked up. All right. Um, seriously. But. If you're if if you're a Democrat and you tell me, well, I am a Democrat because I believe in you know I believe in this, you know, but I don't really believe in that, but I believe in these policies, you know. Here's the fucking bottom line, man. Here is the, the cutoff point for me. If you believe that abortion's okay, if you believe killing millions of fucking born and unborn babies, and I said born because they're at a point now where if a child is yeah. born and abortion is still alive, Post they don't have abortion. to render it aid, right? Yeah. To me, that's manslaughter. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, right? A fucking child can live outside the womb by the time it's five months old. Okay, what constitutes, what makes it a living being? It has to be born to be living? No, actually, it doesn't have to be living. I mean, because when if a pregnant woman is, mur- is murdered, guess what? Fucking, you, you've just murdered two people. You're going to get charged for that shit. You see how the lines are so fucking blurry? It's not even convenient. So fuck you. If you're a fucking abortionist and you, believe, and you support the Democratic Party, you're my fucking enemy. You're a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck who you are. We might have been good friends all our lives. And, dude, I have cut away a lot of so-called good friends that I've known all my life. Many of them, including family. 
I told him to stick it in their ass. We are no longer friends. We're on, up, we're on the opposite side. on opposite skirmish lines now. That's where we're at in America, and I don't give a fuck. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so fucking scary. You know, how can you think like that? Well, the reality is set in, man. We are at war. In fact, Don's on now. We talked about that yesterday. All right? Got it. We're in the Third World War. It's just not gone ballistic yet. It hasn't gone kinetic, all right? But it's here. It's here with a virus. It's here with politics. It's here with psyops. It's here with an information operations campaign. That's where we are. We're fighting I, war, man. I have a que- I have a question. Um, I don't, and I don't have the answer to. Maybe Tom, you're you're a lot smarter uh, about this stuff, and, and and Sam. But I guess my question is this: you know, um, what happens if 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 Biden wins by a small margin? Do we have protocol in line right now to check this election for for legitimacy? Because that's what my my fear is: is that Trump's going to win. However, because of all these mail-in ballots and all this other crap, the 800,000, you know, fake IDs that were found in the uh, Connex box, I mean, there's some shady shit going on. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to, the, to, the, to anybody, because I don't know, I guess I can Google it, but what is the protocol? Is there a protocol? So anybody? if uh, it basically depends on Trump bringing a complaint, uh, he would file some sort of objection with the courts and we'd get another Bush v. Gore situation where they would, uh, you know, they take it to the court, they examine whatever evidence is presented. And then in the end, SCOTUS is going to rule on who won the election. Um, and I, at this point, I'm not sure we get to avoid that at all. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. It's going to happen anyway, no matter so, what. So, uh, you know, two months ago, the Democrats were out there going, everybody vote by mail. And all of a sudden they are now out there screaming, hey, voting by mail might not be such a good idea so i I think they are already prepping the game that is we're gonna we're gonna contest this election and the other thing that has been going on for a while is that all the way back to this summer they were talking about we might need the un to come in and verify this election is good now there's no precedent for that there's no nothing they could do that would make that happen uh but uh that that is a ridiculously big deal that is. Oh God, yeah. That is. That is an Alex Jones wet dream. One thing that it, I think is going to end up being a problem. Who would it be? Who would be president? Uh, well, so Trump maintains presidency until January nineteenth. Um, you know, on the the twentieth, they'd have a swearing in ceremony. So presumably, sometime between the third and the twentieth, we would figure out who actually won. Uh, the other problem with this is that you, I forget when it is, but somewhere in December, the electors are going to vote, right? And so we could end up with a real problem if this doesn't make its way through the courts and get figured out by the time the electors vote, because then we're going to have a different kind of lawsuit, which is to say, well, the votes said that the electors should have voted this way, but they voted this way, uh, you know, the other way, because they had all these fraudulent votes. Do we get to go back and tell the electors they have to change their vote and there's not a lot of good precedent on that either in fact there's no precedent for them changing uh their vote at all yeah sam you were about to you you were piping in sam yeah one one specific scenario that where this may end up happening is pennsylvania so the state supreme court in pennsylvania ruled that uh the previous uh, previous deadline for counting mail-in ballots um could be extended and they have extended it that until November the 12th, which is nine days after the election. Interestingly, the Supreme court just ruled on that case and they made a four, four decision because justice Barrett's not there yet. And they said that can stand. So as it stands right now, 
Pennsylvania is going to be counting mail-in ballots until November 12th, which means, you know, Trump loses Pennsylvania by 5,000 votes. 5,000 votes will materialize. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Justice Alito already said, and this is not just Pennsylvania. It's also in North Carolina, which is another swing state. But Justice Alito said that both states are likely in violation of the Constitution, but the Supreme Court's not going to rule on it right now because it's impractical. Well, after Justice Barrett formally joins the court on those cases, uh, like Don was saying, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. You get a 5-4 ruling that, that enforces the deadline in Pennsylvania. A bunch of ballots are thrown away, and then you have months' worth of rioting because Trump wins Pennsylvania. He likely wins the election. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, every everything that everyone has, well, everything that the left has been doing for quite some time now is is prepping a lot of a lot of violence and a lot of we need to call in somebody to quell the dictator. Uh, I mean, that that's been their story basically since January twentieth, twenty seventeen. Is that Trump is a wild dictator and someone needs to put a stop to this? And all the all the telegraphing they're doing says that. You know, Dale's right to be back when he says, you know, I'm here for the election and then the Civil War the next day because it's how they're acting. You know, everything they're doing is saying that this is coming. They're they're challenging the legitimacy of the court right now simply because of Amy Coney Barrett, you know, as well as the prior two. Uh, And so if if this is a Supreme Court decided election and it's probably going to be. There, there's a lot of good reason to believe that there's going to be a lot of angry people taking that anger out with a lot of violence all over the country. Yeah. What do you see? Hey, let me Portland. Ask. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Well, I, just briefly, Portland, I think, is the trial run for the whole country because yeah. we look at what, you know, they're attacking a federal courthouse in Portland, the, the anarchist insurgents there. And Portland absolutely is a proto-insurgency. And what were they doing? They were doing the things that insurgents do all over the world. They were baiting the federal government into a response, forcing them to make mistakes, getting them on camera, police brutality. This is fascism. And that's what the left has to do across the country is bait law enforcement into overreacting, get that on camera. And then, you know, this is information warfare, you know. Uh, So they have to they have to prove their their point that Trump the Trump administration is a fascist government and that's how they're going to get international involvement. Yeah. Yeah. If that, if that were to happen. So I expect Portland to happen in most major cities. Yeah. If Trump actually does win on a Supreme court ruling. I mean, we're having, we're having many Benghazi's in American cities now. It's, can we go in and help them? We can't go in yet. And it's like, where is this? Is this, no, like this is just, this is on the West coast. This is right here. But Don, to what you were saying, and then I want to circle back around to Sam. Um, is is yeah we we need the UN to come in and and dictate this, but it just seems like that is a microcosm of the need for a a a maternal or a, yeah a paternal figure, right? It's like remember do you remember seeing that sign, and it was um it was during the uh, I think during like twenty eighteen elections, and it was um and it was someone was holding it up at like an Obama, he was doing some speech or whatever, and someone said. Dad, please come home. The new babysitter's weird. Referring to Trump. <laughs> Funny. Sure, I'll give it that. And then, but there was another ad recently on the top of Reddit. And it was, um, it was right after, not recently, it was right after Bi- Biden chose Kamala. 
and it's they're coming out and it was paid for by the Biden campaign and it said the parents are home. But just these in a microcosm, you see this mask slip and what it is 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 a is an admitted wish for a paternal power to come in and hey, we'll take care. We'll you know, everyone go home, everyone sit down, stop crying, parents are home, well, you know, there are no monsters under the bed. That at its core is to me what the problem is, is that we need a superior figure to come in. And it's all it's just like they're not anti guns, they're just pro gun um consolidation they don't want they're not anti-guns they want the government to use guns to take your guns it's the same thing it's not that they don't want trump as a dictator they just want a different dictator but it all is is all this adolescent mindset this stunted growth but to come back to you sam you mentioned when you and i spoke that they and the reason why i'm circling back to sam is he's got to he's got to go in 13 minutes is you brought up last time you and i spoke that they are gearing up for to first hit it with um hit it legally they're preparing all these things in all these different cities how to hit it legally and if that doesn't work obviously no we we know they have their paramilitary arms blm and antifa and that and that's what it is by definition sam can you can you just touch on that again the sort of the legal army that they're setting up as a precedent to challenge it yeah so the biden campaign over the summer hired 600 attorneys and they've deployed them to probably all 50 states uh Maybe, maybe not the most solid red states, but they've been writing these contingency lawsuits for months now, look, examining every contingency, every possible scenario where an election could be unturned, uh, overturned. And so I, I think there are going to be I, every time a Republican wins, there's there are accusations of voter fraud and intimidation. And yeah. Um, and considering what's happened in the last four years, they have to cast as much doubt on a Trump victory as possible. So um, I actually think that, you know, like um, I've been saying this for, I don't know how long, long, like months and months, a long time. They're planning a Tahrir Square or a Euro Maidan, you know, like the Arab Spring, where they ousted their presidents. And, you know, a lot of them actually were dictators. I don't think Trump is a dictator. Um and so, you know, they, they want to get millions of people. Actually, they were talking about this. They're, um, they wanted to do this back in January, do this mass mobilization where you get, you know, like Occupy Wall Street, but for 2020. And they wanted to force the Senate to, to convict and remove President Trump in the impeachment trial. And that didn't materialize. I thought at the time, you know, maybe people, maybe the left, they're all protested out. But actually, I think... Um, I think the whole case has been save save all the energy until after the election because that's when they're really going to have to get out there. They've been we know they've been building infrastructure. We know they've like my company like we track. They've been building building out their logistical and supply networks, building out intelligence networks, and you know uh, building out medical teams. And and they've just they've been preparing for this. So I do think we're going to have ninety hundred plus days of mass mobilization protests if Trump wins, and they're going to. They got to get millions of people out to D.C. And, to, and pressure the people who surround Trump to give up on him until he steps down. And that's their that's their out or their their end goal. Dale, I don't even know what to say about that, man. <laughs> First of all, just I know Sam's getting ready to take off here in a minute. Um, for everybody that's out there listening, um, I want everybody to know Sam's background and what and who is Sam. What does he do? Um, you know, as it, it, he makes a he's actually making a business out of um, 
uh, you know, collecting and analyzing intelligence. So hey, if you want to just take a second, Sam, just explain to the audience out there, you know, your, a bit about your background so they know, um, you know where you're coming from. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I was an intelligence analyst and uh, I spent uh, three years in Iraq and Afghanistan tracking insurgencies, doing targeting, you know, all the counterinsurgency type stuff. And it's just funny because it's not that funny, but now we're doing the, I'm doing virtually the exact same thing in the United States that I did downrange. And so, yeah, my company, we, we track domestic extremist groups and, and try to monitor them, monitor them as best we can observe what they're doing and then arrive at conclusions about what they are likely to do in the future. Yeah. And uh, the company's called forward observer. And that's, but that's, that's, that's eerie how that that's occurring now is there is there any way that this doesn't go to absolute shit if there's a blowout one way or the other and i don't mean like a i mean like a reagan blowout for biden or trump is that the only way this goes off without a hitch someone just takes 48 states and, and the and the popular vote i'm not even sure that's going to do it uh, <laughs> because whoever loses that is going to say the other side cheated but uh, to to what Sam is doing. Uh, so I, I am an untrained monkey in this, right? I, I was not uh, an Intel guy, but I have been watching them doing basically the same thing. And it, it makes me very nervous because when Kenosha happened, I didn't, I didn't see anybody talking about it. But the reality of Kenosha was that in eight hours, they had a logistics taken care of and a movement from the greater area to the local area for engagement. And, and this is the kind of thing that if you, if you have deployed it all, right, you, you've gotten speeches about, you know, if there's a guy with a cell phone and you are rolling through a neighborhood, you better expect to get ambushed. If there is a guy with a cell phone staring at you. Uh, and so we, you know, you talk a lot about response times with that sort of thing because it matters, right? You know, if, if, their response times in local area are five minutes, then you better be ready for a fight right now. But if they're an hour, then, you know, okay, gear everybody up, but don't sit on high alert for an hour. And the, the big difference between that and, and Portland, uh, or not Portland, Philadelphia, this week was that Philadelphia was about 60 minutes Right now. Cool. That is a giant escalation of response time from eight hours until you know from shooting police shooting until they had open riots in the streets and uncontrolled violence and philadelphia was 60 minutes now either that's because they had more in the local area which is entirely possible it's philadelphia right or it's because they are getting exponentially faster or some combination of the two and it doesn't matter what the answer to that question is it's a very very bad and dangerous answer yeah <clears throat> you know at I think what's happened is hey, Dale, speak up. Know, Dale, speak up a little bit. Yeah, can you hear me okay now? Yeah, just just speak up. Yeah. Hey, hey! <laughs> I'm already speaking up. Damn it! Well, fuck, um, dude. Grab your balls. Well, Let's do it. <laughs> no, I, you know the problem is you know vice and virtue, man. You know, unfortunately, the you know the higher ups, you know the the uh, puppeteers, the puppet masters, have learned how to use morality um, and virtue as a weapon. What they've yeah. been able to do is basically, you know, using that to uh, to energize 
everybody, right? So everything, like this thing in Philadelphia, from all accounts and from when I saw in the video, this nut job with a knife uh, attacked the cops. They just kept coming. They kept backing up. They kept warning them. They kept warning them to, even when you know you finally crossed that line, they had to engage them and they killed them. And that was the impetus for this riot, right? So nobody cared about, you know, the reality is if you looked at it, you would argue that that was justifiable. For us, in our with our backgrounds, we know that, you know, the 21-foot rule is always in effect. Within 21 feet, this guy with a knife could run a guy down with a gun and kill him. Um, in fact, a leg shot could have still ended up with the cop getting killed, right? All these things are, you know, people are saying, oh, you should have shot him in the leg, you know, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can talk about that all day long. But the reality is... Um, nobody's looking at it from, you know, a justice perspective, you know, they're, they're looking at, and, and basically their morality is completely skewed. Um, in fact, um, their disdain and their, you know, their hatred for anything that has to do with the police, anything that has to do with the Trump, anything that has to do with the conservatives on the right is automatically met with, you know, it's revulsion and, and hate and disdain irrespective if it was justifiable right because so you're at you ask the question what would happen if there's a complete blowout you know during the lectures and one side just unanimously clearly wins um i can tell you if if, the, if it happens that biden does win unanimously it's a clear victory i think most of us on the right will go well you know what the you know the the majority has spoken i guess it is what it is right and uh i'm not too convinced that we would all go out with guns and start shooting people and raising hell wow. but if the if it happens the other way around and we clearly win no doubt about it it was fair it it, it doesn't matter they will still come out and lose their shit because um and, and why did all that happen? It happened for a lot. What, first of all, it's been happening for a long time in our education system, right? Um, you know, history has pretty much been erased. It's been rewritten. Um, you know, the sense of morality, um, you know, and ethics has been completely watered down. Everybody feels like they're entitled because that's what they've been told. Um, our, you know, this generation um, is not the same and there's a lot of seniors you know there's a lot of senior citizens that are also on board with the biden you know the biden bullshit and uh but i would argue those senior citizens are the same hippie assholes you know from the 60s and 70s voted you know they were the you know the flower children anyways that's you know that's who they're just freaking leftovers man um they just need to go the way of the dinosaurs as far as i'm concerned um and i'd love to help them go that way too but uh you know it, we're we're at this point, man. We're at the precipice now. It's it's. I mean, we've been calling it for a long time. I can remember eight years ago, um, me and, and Joe and a lot of our cohorts were, you know, talking about the coming revolution. We thought it was going to happen sometime with Hillary, right? Um, you know, and Obama, you know. Um, but actually, it was happening. It just hadn't come to a boiling point yet, you know. But guys were starting to stockpile weapons and ammunition. Guys are literally buying property, you know, out in rural areas. Um, People were, some of us were making, you know, we're mentally preparing for, for this day. And it's finally, it's finally arrived. Yeah. And, um, and really what happens is all going to be dependent on how the left um, reacts after the election. And, um, and I think even if they win, uh, I think they're going to take advantage of that and do everything they can to just freaking continue to smear it in the face of the right and continue to attack us because now they have this sense of superiority. Um, so we're in a battle for our lives, really. Um, I look at it as a battle, you know, for the lives of my children and my grandchildren, you know. That's what I look at it as. For me, you know, I've been around the block. Uh, I care less. 
I mean, I could care less about my freedom, but uh, what happens to me at this point, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I do care about what happens to my kids. Yeah. And it, Tom, I have a question for you, actually. And, and um, by the way, Sam, if, if you yeah, got to roll yeah, out, Sam, just let us know. Sorry. What's that? No, yeah. No, so actually, Tom, Tom, Sam, and Don, like, so let me ask you this. Where do you see the left kind of like, we're not going to go past this point? Do you see them doing anything up to, and I'm going to say, assassination to stop what's going on? I think, Do you think they have a limit? No, I, th- I think the limit will be when when the actual person is limited by force. And by that, I mean, and this isn't what I'm calling for, so for every asshole, it's going to take this out of context. I think they will be <laughs> limited in the same way that if I'm truly crazy and I hate to say Trump or I hate Obama, if I'm truly crazy and I truly am foaming at the mouth with hatred, the thing that will stop me is when I am physically stopped by a hail of bullets. I think that's what will stop. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see some natural selection real quick. I think you're going to see the radicals get pruned off because you're going to put them in a spot. And again, this isn't what I'm calling for. Right. I think you're going to put them in a spot where people are going to they're going to have to defend themselves. It's going to be like, you know, it's yesterday the single top highest post on Reddit and a subreddit with over six million people. Politics was. Uh, if 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 Biden wins, never let Trump supporters or his enablers rejoin society ever. They are antisocials, oh. which is a weird thing because on top of Jews and gypsies, what did Hitler say to put them all away? The antisocials, oh. right? Which is a little weird. Another one said they all need Trump stamps instead of Trump stamps. We need a, a T on our shoulder. Fuck, yeah. that seems a little bit like a Star David, but hey, fuck me, right? So that's what I think. Physically stopped. So, so, so and I have to agree with you. I think there's going to be those people... And sadly, I, I know a few of them that are they're at a point in their life where they'll be like, I'm going to be the martyr. I'm going to yes. be the patriot to yeah. change this. Yeah. And I'm going to do something that's, yep. you know, completely, you know, uh, you know, off scale. Yeah. That is, you know, way, way left. I'm going to uh, be Gavrilo Princess. So, yeah, yeah that's, and that's a scary person. And it could be somebody trained or untrained. It only takes that one person to make that, to really set off that powder keg. Yeah. Now, yeah. everything there's a, a few things that are, are really worth dealing here. One, uh, I, I don't think we have to guess, right? Uh, we all like to forget about the Bernie shooter, right? The, the guy oh, oh yeah. who shot Scalise. Oh, right? yeah. This isn't a hypothetical person. This oh. already happened. Right. right. And so um, it's pretty clear that there is some quantity of people, uh, regardless of how many, that what what is the end result the the end result is a bullet in the face right i mean that that's what stops them that's where the limit is is when you take force back to them and again it's not about whether or not anybody's calling for this the simple reality is that's what it is right you know when when someone breaks into your house you don't stop and have a simple conversation with them you shoot them right that's what you do and it's for a good reason but the the other thing that is particularly relevant here uh, in the world of selection bias for how many people we're talking about, you are you are discussing a group of people who think that everyone should be forced to give up basically anything they decide for the betterment of all of humanity. And for those of them that hold that as a true core belief, you know, this this is the reason we die for our brothers on battlefields, right? Is that, you know, hey, look, if I have to take a bullet so 13 guys go home, then I take a bullet. Them's the rules. And this is exactly the kind of thing that you should be expecting from 
probably large portions of them, because they hold that same kind of core tenet. The group must survive. The group deserves things from the individual as, as a life policy, right? So are there going to be what amounts to suicide bombers? You bet there are. Yeah. And how many? I don't know, but my guess would be more than a few. Yeah, and because it's, it's not a total, you're right. Their goal is to be to set off, to light the powder keg, but it they don't even necessarily have to do that. It's what Sam was saying, because even if they die in the process, then they don't actually get their target. They have now died in the process against the fascists. They have now, in their minds, become Tank Man going up against the uh, the column of T-72s. Exactly. And it's, yeah. You know, in the first 18 months of 1971 and 1972, there were over 2,500 domestic bombings in the United States, according to you, FBI members. <laughs> And there's a really great book by Brian Burrow called Days of Rage. It documents all this stuff. And, you know, we look at um, throughout history, right? We look at smaller forces and larger forces. And the left, even groups like the Socialist Rifle Association, who are committed to building basically a cadre of, uh, of trainers who can train actually train and build leftist militias. I mean, that's not their primary goal, but that's effectively what they're doing. Even they admit, look, we, we cannot stand up to the right. Like there's, there's too many of them. There's too much guns. There's too much infrastructure. There's too much knowledge and experience. And so what do smaller forces almost always resort to when they're faced with a much larger punt? And that is effectively terrorism, like Don was saying. And we see that all around the world, all throughout history, and I do think that is a very real potential course of action for a lot of these folks, um, especially targeting uh, the most prominent Trump supporters. I, and I think that if this if this course of action is chosen by one or a dozen people or whoever, uh, they have to go after. I mean, I think from in their from their perspective, they want to punish people who supported Trump. And this is if Biden wins. Yeah. Yeah. And hope and hope that they have a DA or they have some sympathetic, uh, you know, like we're seeing with DAs all across the country, you know, hope that they get a light sentence or there's not as much dedicated to that that case. Basically have DAs going, well, that guy deserved it. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, And I'm not saying that is going to happen, but man, that's a dangerous scenario because then now we're going to get in this like tit for tat, dirty civil war. It's never going to end. It's never going to be won until there's some massive dictatorship that forms and and you know what's the saying uh uh ordo ab ko or something like that order from chaos right yeah that's a very that's a very good um there's a very good likelihood that this is where all this ends up yeah it's i mean mean, it's what tim dillon said the other day tim dillon who's the funniest human being to have ever lived he said uh he goes right now he goes, there's two rooms. He goes, there's a party. America's the party. It's been going on for 70 years. It's been an awesome party. And he goes, in one room, there's a bunch of people that say, we can keep the party going if you come in here. And it's a room on the left. And then I go, what do I have to do to go into that party? And he goes, you just come in here. You can't have sex. No one has any gender. You're not allowed to look at anyone. There's a million words you can't say. You got to put on a mask. And you got to stand in the corner and look at the fucking floor. And you go, that's crazy. So you go to the guys on the right and you go, what are you guys doing over here? 
And they go, oh, we're having a party. We're getting our guns and we're, we're just going to have a great time. And he goes, but there's no music playing. He goes, if you say there's no music playing, we're going to kill you. And he goes, well, that's crazy. And he goes, so I have a choice between the left and the right. He goes, or you can be that kid that goes and just sits in the living room and waits for mom and dad to come home. And who's mom and dad? President G- Z and the CCP. And when they open that fucking door, you're going to get on your knees and say, I'm sorry, mommy and daddy. I love you. And he goes, that's where we're fucking going. But we don't live in a void. If it descends into chaos, there's just going to be some nature abhors a vacuum. Some big dick energy power is going to come in and be like, fuck you both. I'm in charge now. And it seems and that's not what I want. But that it seems like that's that's because Dale, you said it earlier. So what happens if Biden wins? And I thought about that. I'm like, what happens if Biden wins? Well, you know, I, I realize that, hey, I am part of a bigger thing. This country isn't Tommy country. This is a country I'm a part of. Huh, the majority spoke. Everyone voted. Okay, take it on the chin. He's my new president, and I hope he succeeds because I live in this country, and I'm not a psychopath. What happens if he doesn't, if, if Trump wins? Huh, wow, he pulled it off. Didn't think he'd do it. Hmm, but he did it. No, chaos, burn it all down. Fuck whitey. Revolution is here. We are LARPing. This is Hitler 2.0. And you're right, back to what Don was saying, that self-righteous. It's not just... You know, it's it's 20 conscripted men versus one volunteer, right? The volunteer will always win because they are in the fight of their lives because Trump is uh, putting out genocide at the border. Hey, who were those cages built under? Fuck him, right? Because he's banning Muslims from coming in the country. Where do you get that uh, immigration ban from? The 2012 Obama State Department. But fuck that, right? That doesn't matter. Everything he does is evil and furthermore, truly existential, that it has to be the whole world. And that's how they bring in the U.N. is we only got 13 years before we're under 100 feet of water and polar bears are fucking our corpses. So in their minds, hey, I got to respect the enemy. In their minds, they have brainwashed themselves to propaganda has become far more effective than any amount of protest or just bomb. They truly believe. I mean, it's like World War Z. It's like the hordes of zombies, right? They just go up walls and take down. You guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like a bunch of fucking zombies. There is, it doesn't matter if one dies. They just step over their bodies. That's just my two cents. <laughs> you know? And there you go. Tommy yeah. killed it. Now, uh, so you're <laughs> so think about them. Polar bear fucking thing that you said. <laughs> hey man, in the water. Hey man, in the water. <laughs> I don't know, man. They'll come down there and it will be a good time. But the the reality is, is hey, unless you want to be under a hundred feet of water and getting fucked by polar bears, you got to go out and protest Trump. So it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Fuck you. There's gonna be no more glaciers. It doesn't matter. Polar bears in your ass. Or you vote Biden. It's just one of the. It's, oh fuck! Well, I guess I got over. You know, goddamn. Here I was thinking hey, that why I was. Why gotta be white polar bears? Dude, why does it gotta be a white bear? Well, there can be black bears too. There won't be any black bears. All the black bears. Bye, Sam. <laughs> Bye, Sam. Yeah. Uh, just so everyone hey, listening. Yeah. Tell you this: just in North and South Carolina, you, you all you see is probably about ninety percent Trump. There are little pockets and the little hoity-toity areas, like in Charlotte. Um, where a lot of the liberal people live and, and a lot of the um, uh, left live. But for the most part, you, I mean, I think I've seen two Biden signs driving around. So I think, I think, as, I mean, speaking from North and South Carolina, I think he's got those two states wrapped up tighter in a, you know, Dick's hat band. But, um, you know, um, you know, same with Pennsylvania. Um, you know, I remember when he first got elected, um, I have family there, and they're like, "Man, I Trump, 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 Trump." That's the way it is there right now. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, 
you know, how this all shakes out. I, I guess my biggest concern is how far are these people really, when I say these people, let me define these people, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, all these really, really radical left people, how far are they willing to go? Well, how far down the road do they want to push their cart before somebody takes their head off? You know, and they've got multi-billionaires like Zoros and these other people um, with a lot of money to spend. You know, um, how far are these people willing to go? I guess that's my, my my biggest concern is are they willing to take that step and like, you know what, the gloves are off. We've left them on. Now we're going to play really dirty. Yeah. What is really dirty to them? I I think the answer to you is something that all of us should be at least moderately familiar with, which is to say that uh, the handful of times that uh, Middle Eastern extremists have retaken cities from American forces, mostly because we walk away, uh, you know, reasoning aside, though, what what you see every single time is that if America holds a city in the Middle East uh, and, you know, the other side doesn't give up the war, they what you get is somebody running by with an AK-47 and trying to smoke a bunch of people or suicide bombing or, uh, you know, on and on and on. These little kind of guerrilla warfare hits. And then almost exactly the moment that they think they have more force in the city than anybody else, somebody shows up and goes, well, that's it. It's our city now, right? So thanks for playing. Uh, This is now ours. We will uh, distribute force however we feel like it. Uh, You know, we own you now. And I I think that's a, a fairly reasonable expectation under the circumstance not because, you know, I, I hate the left or any of those things, though, you know, I kind of do, but simply because this is how guerrilla warfare goes, right? You know, Che Guevara was hanging out in jungles right up until he didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the communists in South America numerous times were hanging out in jungles right up until they didn't have to. Yeah. Um, and then the moment they don't have to, it's fine, we will now do everything at the barrel of a gun because as Mao taught us back in the 30s, uh, you know, all power flows from the barrel of a gun. So we will just exert force however we feel like it and you will do what we tell you. Yeah. And so, if the the small pockets of of conflict turn into the left owning a lot of territory who cares who won the election right you know uh biden or or harris or somebody will come marching out and go well you know uh, it's been a good run thus far and it was a nice game but it's pretty clear that we have to take everything by force so this is all ours now and I don't know if that's going to happen. It's just the way that these things go, right? Yeah. Seems like a little bit of a natural law. But it's like uh, it's like what former Deputy Secretary of Defense under Reagan, Michael Pillsbury, said in his book, The 100-Year Marathon. About, and the, by the way, the last time I mentioned this book in the last episode we did, someone commented, they're like, man, these, like, these meth-head white supremacist things that China has like a 100-year conspiracy against them. It's an open plan enacted by the CCP publicly in 1949 when they took power to conclude in 2049. It is it is their public plan. So it's I don't know, but for that plan their whole thing is never ask the weight of the emperor's cauldrons. If your cauldrons are heavy, it means you're the one in power. If I come up to you and ask you what the weight of your cauldrons is, what that basically means is I'm eyeing your throne. Dale, how many bullets do you have in your gun? Uh, I got a couple. Okay. 
Tommy, why the fuck did you just ask me? You never ask until you don't have to ask. I roll up with a minigun. I don't care how many bullets Dale has in his gun, right? It's I imagine Dale would still kill me, but the, the metaphor still stands. You don't, the, yeah, you stay in jungles up until you don't have to. I think right now what we're seeing is how much longer until it's just, fuck it, we don't have, there's no more political bargaining chips to lose because we lost the election, so just take it. Because if we don't, we're going to be getting fucked in the ass by polar bears, right? <laughs> you know, another thing, Tom, is too, that people don't understand that this is tactics. This is literally a chess game yeah. that can turn very violent. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. You're dealing with attorneys. I mean, let's just break this down. You're dealing with attorneys who are generally very smart, tactical people, right? They may not have the military tactics, but that can be bought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can go to people with those skills and say, hey, if we wanted to do this, how would we do it? So you're dealing with very tactically smart, planning, methodical people. They're thinking, and as we said last time, for those who are listening, they're thinking two, three steps ahead all the way. And just like Tom was saying, you know, the, the, the Chinese, they don't think a quarter, you know, for business, you know, this quarter, next quarter. They're thinking 20 years yeah. from now, yeah. what are they going to do? Not next year. They don't think like Americans. They think 20 years down the road. It's been their culture for many, many times, for many, many years. So, um so people don't have to understand this is a tactical war. Right now, it's being done by, you know, uh, psychological warfare. It's being done by, mis, you, know, uh, you know, misinformation and the media and whatnot. But there's a time, like Dale's saying, that this may go kinetic. And these same people may not have those skills, but that's just going, you know, hey, John, you know, how do we, uh, how do, we do this? And they just hire the people to do that. That's my that's my. That's my two cents on it. Yeah, I, I think you're you're missing uh, how that's actually going to work, right? Um, so, I, I since about the '90s, the military has had this problem where they recruit people who serve one enlistment and then they get out and they go back to localized gangs in major cities and they teach localized gangs how to uh, use military tactics to fight people. Right. And the, the biggest example of this I know was in Southern California, uh, quite literally when I was getting taught uh, what pieing is, my my boss at the time said, go Google slicing the pie, Southern California. And I went, what? And he said, look, I'm, I'm telling you it works. I'm telling you this is a thing that makes you effective. And if you don't believe that, go watch a guy in Southern California do it to cops. And if for even a moment we believe that you know, the, the communist ideologues of the world are all armchair fatties that never convince someone, hey, go enlist because military tactics are going to be useful. I, I think we're cutting our own throat, right? And most of us have met somebody who meets this qualification during our time in, right? Even if they were all admin pogs or whatever, we have met this person, right? Where they, um, you know, you joined the Marine Corps and you went through Marine combat training. Okay, maybe you're not a Navy SEAL, but you get the basics of how to fight and you can go home and convey that to the other various, you know, morons of the world. And even if all that does is make them vaguely organized, vaguely better off, uh, you know, I, I've been telling people for a long time, it doesn't take a lot of skill to turn 12 morons into an L-shaped ambush, right? That, that's, it's pretty easy. And so maybe we're not going to see, uh, you know, the, the, the high-tech operator super ninjas out there training people to be high-tech operators, but 
if you're in the middle of an L-shaped ambush, who cares how trained they are? You're still in the middle of an L-shaped ambush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 diminishing returns, but there's a lot of returns if you can turn an entire mass of people into slightly better, right? Because now you're just multiplying it by the number of people. Um, on Monday, I had on Jack Garcia, who is a undercover FBI for like 26 years. He infiltrated the Gambino crime family. That got me thinking. Do you think that there's any infiltration into Antifa and BLM right now, Dale? The, there's, there's not a lot. Um, I, I think we see a lot of the outputs of it um, because there there have been people. You know, uh, Stephen Crowder notoriously got uh, not Gay Jared in there a year or two ago or something like that. Uh, there's a guy who is is publishing. He was infiltrating Antifa for a while. Uh, and the, the things that he is talking about, they, you know, they very clearly are getting together and training and doing things. And those things are violent. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Because no one is all that interested. All the threats to the world are white supremacists, even though they don't do anything. Uh, and so I don't think that we have a lot of uh, the people that you would want infiltrating Antifa. Right. Uh, and. I think there's other reasons for that, not the least of which is I think most of our, our investigatory institutions are maybe not on the side of burning down all the cities at any given moment, but are at least sympathetic to the cause. Yeah. And so, it, you know, if you're sympathetic to the cause, you don't go after them. You yeah. don't, you know, you, you get busy with something else. There's always, you yeah. know, I don't know, child predators or something to go after. So dedicate your resources there. Yeah. I'm like Biden, Biden's laptop <clears throat> being with the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like, cough, like, cough. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was it yesterday? The the all the uh, documentation that uh, what's the name Tucker had on uh, Fox News somehow during transit disappeared. You know, we're we're fighting the enemy within, man. I mean, there are Confederates everywhere, and uh, and that's why you know I've decided, man. I'm just drawing the line. If you if you open, if I know you're on the left, you're my fucking enemy. Um, I don't trust you because I can't. Right, I can't afford it because of the, the crap that they're doing. But you know, are they are they infiltrating? You know, Antifa, um, BLM, to some degree. I would say, I would think that some are trying, um, but it's hard to, especially Antifa. It's hard to infiltrate. Um, you know, Biden called it an idea. It's more than an idea. Um, it's it's a construct, but um, it's it's decentralized in its leadership, right? And so, and you mentioned earlier, Tom. You know, this this basically this charter has been out by the Chinese for 50 something years, this battle strategy, if you will. And uh, that's really the charter that they're operating off of is, you know, you have you have power, higher powers, man. And, and why would the Chinese, you know, publish their battle plan, right? The strategy, because that's the only way they can communicate to all the dumb masses. All right and get them on board otherwise how are they going to know what the objective is right and this is this is a proxy war this is a proxy war for the chinese and for the russians um you know and they're using they're using blm you know in their in their in their blind ignorance you know to you know oh my god this is injustice you know and we got to fight for justice right and really the, the reality is call me racist if you want but the, the numbers just don't bear that out right the police shootings everything that they're protesting is a, as an outright lie. And if you don't believe that, just go to BLM's website and read their charter. They're a Marxist socialist organization that cares shit about Black Lives Matter, right? And so 
that's the reason why. So the you know the uh, the powers that be are the enemy abroad, and they're using their you know they're they basically um, imported their doctrine, and basically they and they're using this. They've created this these organizations to do their bidding on their half, right? Um, like you said earlier, you know, Tom, here they become paramilitary arms for this these for this greater organization, right? So the Chinese and Russians don't have to get their hands wet. Yeah, you know, be wet. They just let they let our enemy, they let enemies within do the bidding for them. And the problem is, it's it's about it's uh, how do you how could you have how could we have prevented that? Well, too through the education system, right? But this, but this education, this um, you know, this watering down of the education system for the last 30, 40, 50 years was all part of the plan, anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. They've said it. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna basically destroy, you know, our country, you basically gotta teach socialism in schools. Yeah. All right, you gotta erase history, and you've gotta, you've gotta take the young minds and basically manipulate them, right? And that's what's happened. Our yeah. education system failed us because. And we and look. It's, it's, I was a professor as well for Henley Putnam University, but uh, I can tell you, most universities, ninety-nine percent of the professors there are ultra-liberal cocks. Okay, <laughs> all right. So let's be fair. If I get to cock and a cunt, right? And uh, but uh, they are, man. And you know, I, I have a great example of that. Personal example. My daughter went to college. She went to UNC Charlotte, in fact, right? Brought up in a very conservative household. She went to college. Started coming back on the weekends. And then, uh, and then the weird questions started, right? And uh, you know, and it was very liberal. And I'm like, whose daughter are you? Because that's not the one I sent to college. And who told you that shit? Oh, my professor. You know. And then you come back. Well, what did your professor ever do in life besides go to school Be right? and read a fucking book, right? And so it, it went on. And the best. The best, so I got to share this story because this is actually funny. Um, and my daughter has, has actually changed. You know what changed my daughter? She has two boys. And yeah. she realized, wait a minute. I'm not sure I'm buying into this crap anymore. Yeah. Um, in fact, she's no longer. She actually studied feminism, right? Um, that was her minor, and uh, she said, "Dad, she goes, feminism has swung so far to the left. She goes, I don't even recognize it for what it was, and it's not what it was, you know." And she goes, "I don't want no part of it." And uh, and so, uh, but here's so here's what she said to me one night. This was when Bush was still off. She goes, "Dad, what do you think about this idea that George Bush wants to build a wall?" And uh, she go, and uh, I said, build a higher and put machine guns on it, right? Come <laughs> <laughs> to this country to find freedom and a better life, you know, the whole liberal shit, right? Yeah. Just want a better life. Just and I said, you don't understand. And I said the bigger picture. I said they come to our country, okay? I said they're not paying taxes. They're not. They're not help. They're basically living off of our infrastructure, everything, right? And they're and who's paying for that? Guys like me is paying for that, right? Through my taxes. I said not only that. They're, ta- they're taking jobs that we could be given to all of those on the welfare program, yeah. right? And, uh, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And uh, so she, I, I knew she didn't – she wasn't buying into that, right? I said, okay. And about a week later, I was driving my car at 1130 on a Saturday night, and I was down in Florida, in fact. I get this call. It's her, and she's screaming and hollering, just carrying on, ah, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? She goes, I just got in a car accident, you know, blah, 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 you know, and, and the cops knocked on, you okay? No, no, you know, and she, yeah. she, she got hurt in a car accident, yeah. right? She actually, what happened was, here's what actually happened, okay? It was a T intersection, not a lot, of, no traffic on the road. Her light was green, and there was another car that stopped, and it pulled out in front of her. She T boned it, right? Um, and in that car, there were two, there were two Mexicans. Could not speak English, okay? Had no driver's license, had no insurance, 
right? She hits the car, T-bone and flips them over. One of the guys ends up going to, to the hospital. The other guy, she's standing there with the cops and they're asking him, what did you, you know, what happened? He wouldn't speak to him. You know, no habla, you know, he refused to speak, right? Even to the Spanish cops, just not gonna, not gonna do it, yeah. right? No driver's license, no insurance, no nada. Like that, no nada. See how yeah. I put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dale. But anyways, um, so so then what happened was, um, so you know, this goes, you know, the insurance, blah blah blah. And, she, and my daughter was on my insurance at the time. I had about nine vehicles insured, you know, and plus my home and everything insured. Through this insurance coming. Fuck, I'll tell you who it was. It was State Farm, fuckers. Um, and so what happened was, I get a phone call maybe three, four weeks later from the insurance company. Go, oh, it's Mr. Comstock. Um, we decided we're going to settle out of court and uh, we're going to basically award the other party, you know, damages, blah, 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 blah. And I go, for fucking what? I go, hey, man, I go, they were driving uh, illegally. They're here illegally. No driver's license, no insurance, right? Run a red light. My daughter hits them. They go, well, it's actually her word against their word. I go, whose word? She goes, well, actually what happened was, so these guys had just left a mechanic's shop right down the road, right? A few hundred yards owned by another Mexican guy, right? And when the, when the accident happened, the Mexican other guy, the shop owner, just happened to be walking out, looks left, looks right, goes, oh, my God, a car accident, right? So he becomes the third witness, yeah. right, from down the fucking road. And so they decided, well, look, we go, if we take this to court, it's three against one, we're going to lose anyways, right? So we just decided to settle out of court. I said, so you're going to give these illegal aliens with no driver's license, no insurance, Okay, you're gonna give them my fucking money, right? That I've been paying, um, because of, because of that. And you go, well, that has nothing to do with um, what was the term she used? Uh, negligence. He goes, that has nothing. Yep. That has nothing to do with your daughter's negligence. I go, the fuck it don't, because if those assholes were driving, had a driver's license, okay, maybe they wouldn't have pulled out in front of her, right? So, anyways, I said, if you cancel my insurance. I said, I cancel all my insurance with you assholes. Oh, well, sorry, Mr. Popsock. I guess that's what it has to be. It has to be. And so I called my daughter up, and my daughter just lost her shit when I told her the story. She goes, Dad, that's so unfair. Oh, my God, I can't believe that. And I said, you know what? I go, here's a little tough love for you. So remember when you asked me about the wall? I said, that's the reason for the wall. I said, so. I said, you know what? I said, here's the the reality of life. And this is what sucks about life. I said, I'm taking you off my insurance policy. You can now go pay for your own insurance. And let that be a lesson. And next time... You fucking start thinking about some stupid shit like that, you know, about the wall. You'll think it through a little bit more and understand what the consequences could be. And you might reevaluate your position on it. I said, so you're off my policy. Go pay for your own shit. You know, <laughs> I love my daughter, man, but I had to do it. It's tough love, right? It's like, yeah. I'm not going to keep covering your ass because you want to, you know, you want to have this feel good attitude because look, it just cost me a bunch of fucking money. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of what we touched on earlier with the weaponized uh, virtue. Anyone that listens to that tale just now is going to go, look, a bunch of white guys, three American flags. Oh, they're just talking shit. They hate immigrants. My friend Ernie, who's right, but, but really, but, that's, but that is what the argument they will use. Hey, My friend, Tom, let, me just, let me just jump in there, man. Yeah. So I am the son of an immigrant. I know. Okay? I know. I and that's what I'm getting. Immigrant. That's My what I'm getting. is Indonesian. I know. My ex are fucking Hispanic. I can go on all day long. I know. Man. But so, that's what yeah. I'm getting at is that's what the argument against these things are. I have Ernie on here all the time. I went to college with Ernie. His parents are immigrants. He's an immigrant. He was born in Mexico. But he's a legal immigrant. My friend Prince Blackosh, who grew up in Kosovo, his dad's arms and legs were broken by journalists during the Serbian War. 
uh, Prince barely spoke English when I met him working here in 2014. He saved up money for three straight summers, moved here, learned English. Now he's a physical therapist in New York. Ivan Georgiev, who I met in 2011 here in Ocean City, barely spoke English. Is from, um, um, what the fuck is it? It's a little town in Bulgaria, Sofia, Bulgaria. He now lives here in Las Vegas, has a smoking hot girlfriend, and he's a professional bodybuilder with all these whey protein sponsors, but he had to work his ass off to get citizenship here. So the whole like, oh, you just don't want people coming in because you're a, you know, you're a white xenophobe. No, I look at these three examples of three very successful people who I don't give a fuck what their politics is, whether they do or don't agree with me. As three very successful, that is who you're taking it from. Yes, you're also fucking people like me, Dale, Joe, Don, everyone that pays taxes. But who you're really fucking the most are these people who have earned a right to be here, who probably know more American history than most people here. And that is who you're fucking, is those guys. who. And when you see any of these guys, they're always covered in American flags. America number one! Because they fucking love it. They've earned it. All right? And they appreciate it. And that, that's who you're... They're still coming. Yeah, still yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the worst place in the world. Really? Really? What yeah. other? Sorry, Don. What other concent? It's a concentration camp at the border. What concentration camp in history have people gone to because they tried to break into the evil land? No one was like, ah, they caught us sneaking into Germany, so they put us in Auschwitz. No. All right. Use a wall and use a simple gradient. When people try to get in, that's the good country. When people are trying to get out of a wall, that's the bad country. Fuck out of yeah. here. Excuse me, Don. So, uh, you know what's funny about the legal immigrant thing uh, is there when when Trump was running the first time round, uh, somebody started having a bunch of interviews with legal immigrants in Texas. Yeah, uh, and if if you think that we we are horrible people for whatever anybody has said here if you go back and watch those interviews those guys say some of the most wild stuff i've i've heard in years for sure you know uh there there was a guy uh one mexican guy by himself at some pro-immigrant rally uh gun on his hip because welcome to texas and he is he's got he's holding an american flag over his shoulder and he's saying i don't give a damn about any of these illegal immigrants we shouldn't be doing any of this stuff with the courts just shoot them if we shoot enough of them they'll stop coming Jesus <laughs> fuck. yeah you'll get the most based guys right because they're all ones that grew up in those shitty areas they're all ones that are like hey the guy i had on tony moon the rooftop korean he was like, yeah, do you know why we're not for all this shit? He's like, because all of our dads escaped dictatorships, communist dictatorships. So he's like, you wonder why we were all the first to grab guns and sit on top of our stores? Because we were like, uh-uh, it's, it doesn't exist here, and we're not going to let it exist here. We just left that place. That's yeah, who you get. My, my mom grew up in Nazi Germany. Jesus, fuck. She's still alive. Really? Okay. Yeah, very healthy. God right? damn. Dale, get her on the podcast. You know, why, man, but, you know, see... <laughs> You know, ask her where would you rather be, Nazi Germany or in the USA? Yeah. Every time, USA. She's a serious patriot, man. Yeah. I mean, serious Trump patriot. Yeah. Hey, you guys know, this was a few years ago, that Nancy Pelosi wanted to tax, you can pull this up, our 401ks and our IRS to pay for this, for this stuff. Yep. 
they they've been they've been pretty open about it for a while uh you know they we talk occasionally about this sort of thing like they're trying to create a new underclass uh but that's that's not really true right you know that uh at least not in the way that most people talk about it because you know dale's story the daughter hits an illegal immigrant and somehow that just goes his way uh because he has four or five people who are willing to say that uh it was dale's daughter's fault um you know the, the illegal immigrants should be able to come here and not pay taxes and go to school uh, you know on and on and on the the underclass is is the people who have to work to pay for things that's who the underclass is that's it and the, the people who are benefiting from this and and for anybody who's about you know mid comment in the comment section right now typing oh but what about all the people who work on farms and pick fruit uh, good for you go watch all of all of the people and there are many of them at this point though i know steven crowder is one of them that has gone down to a home depot and said hey how much is it going to cost me for you to come do landscaping at my house and the answer from every single one of them was if it ain't 20 bucks an hour i ain't going that's not the underclass right the people making 20 dollars an hour under the table they're not the people who uh, have to work to pay for all the stuff the you know it, it is everyone else and that's how it is you don't have to like it but it is true let me ask this quick question with that said don that's a really good point i'd like to get your opinion what do you all think the minimum wage should be zero what do you think it should be pegged at yeah i think it should i think it should i really let it run i just let it run to what i don't think that no i think there should be a minimum but i don't like the idea of jack if you okay guess what i work at a liquor store i worked at a liquor store and it fucking sucked because i made minimum wage and was taxed and i fucking hated it love the people i work with i hated it but you know what that hatred and lack of money did to me it made me go out asking for investors for this podcast doing things <laughs> i would never do and guess what i fucking found one a couple weeks ago all right so now the podcast is funded that would have never happened if i was sitting and making a fat 30 an hour so if you'd asked me a week ago i would have said 35 an hour minimum but now I'm going to be a complete hypocrite and say that fucking self-hatred and just checking out people just like, here's your Corona. Would you like a sticker with that? And like, fuck, I'm making like nine dollars an hour. I could be making 20 under the table at Home Depot. Just call me Pedro. No, now it's. And guess what? If they want you to stay, fucking offer more. Why does that? Why can't that? You know what happens when you raise the minimum wage in places? What's McDonald's do? They just roll out automated bots. They just roll out kiosks. You can't just you can't just print more more money. Not not to people don't understand how how businesses work, right? (laughs) That our employees don't understand how businesses work, right? Oh my God, look how much money he's making. He, you know, well, it's his business, right? And and so if if you come to me, I go, listen, I'm willing to give you a job. I'll pay you this much. This is how much time I need from you. This is what kind of effort I need from you. Do you agree? Yes. Okay, that's all we got to talk about. How much money I make at the end of the day does not matter. Just because it has no bearing on how much money you make. It's what we agreed on, right? See, that's not true. And this is the problem, right? Because if you don't make enough to pay whoever that is, whatever wage you agreed upon, it matters a lot to him all of a sudden when he's unemployed. (laughs) That's right. And so, exactly. But... You know what? At the end of but everybody's complaining now that you know, look at these you know rich CEOs, blah 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 blah. You know, and owners of these companies. Um, I run companies, okay. I I won in Indonesia. Actually, it's dead in the water right now thanks to COVID. But uh, I understand how this thing works, and all my employees do the same thing. You know, they think I'm rich, 
right? And it's like, no, I'm not actually rich. I'm actually doling out a shit ton of money for operating expenses, paying salaries, and all the oh shits that pop up. Like, oh, we got to pay for that now, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and my wife will tell you, sometimes running a business is not that much fun. The only thing that gives you <laughs> is the liberty to go, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to do something else. I'm not going to show up today. Or, yeah. you know, it gives me a little latitude, a little more freedom. But ultimately, you don't, you know... It's, it's a real pain in the ass because you don't run a business from, at least I don't, from 8 to 5. I run a business 24-7, 365 days. I got to answer the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning when Joe shit, you know, the, the rag man doesn't show up to fucking work. I mean, fuck, man. Now, you know, now I got to find a replacement, you know, and I got to call this guy. And I got to do this. Thing. That's a business, right? And people don't think that, well, you know, uh, the owner of a company should get, you know, that much more than everybody else. They don't understand what you put, you know, what you're putting into. Not only that, just the investment of it, um, and not only the investment in money, but for example, in my case, you know, when I start a business, I'm investing 57 years of my life and my experience. Yeah. It took me that long to accumulate all that. What value does that have? Okay, it's priceless. But I'm putting that and applying that to a business to feed other people and their families, um, yeah. and and it just. And it does not, you know, that just does not uh, compute well, the average person that's never run a business. Yeah. You know, I, I laugh when I see all these people, you know, well, you know, Trump's a, a loser. He's, you know, he's had three bankruptcies. Yeah, but how many companies did he successfully have? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Exactly. Hey, hey, did you, did you know Tom? Yeah. Did you know Tom Brady had 11 incompletions? Yeah, but he got to nine Super Bowls and he's married to a supermodel. Like, it's, right. yeah, yeah, no. Can hey, I, so hey, with, yeah. That said, with that said, let me ask this question. Uh, I, I, as we talk, I keep, do you really care, honestly, Tom, Dale, and, and Don, do you really care how much taxes President Trump has paid or not paid? And, and let me just start it with this. <clears throat> me personally, I don't care, okay? As long as he's done it legally. Um, he's a smart businessman, okay? Uh, if he's taking advantage of tax loopholes and, and, and deferment of taxes and all this other stuff you can do when you're making lots of money, good on him. That's that's the reason why it's rich. I mean, do I like paying taxes? No. I mean, there was a time not long ago where I was paying about 340 grand a year in taxes. Okay, that's a lot of money for a guy like me, dude. That's 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 uh, that's taking your money and and it's gone. But I don't mind paying it. Um, I just didn't have the best CPA at the time, and I paid. And and as you grow and learn. Uh, you know, CPAs and attorneys become very handy when you do start making more money. And so I got a, a better CPA and you're like, oh, and by the way, you can do this and this and this, which I didn't know. I'm not a freaking CPA. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just curious what you guys think about it because a lot of people are going to be listening to this like, you only paid $750. Yeah. I don't care if you didn't pay Actually, anything didn't pay as long as it was legal. That's 750 was totally separate from his business taxes. He's paid millions of dollars in taxes. Yeah. Millions. Right, I'm sure he pays ahead of time, just like I pay taxes. If you have a business, exactly. you have to pay estimated taxes. Right? Exactly. It's basically making money, man, off of your estimated taxes, right? You're getting all the interest and shit. And then, you know, and, and so um, that's what he did. He paid his he paid his dues. If he only paid $750 on Donald Trump personally, well, fuck, so what? Because you know what? As a smart business guy, because I do the same thing, when I go out and buy shit, I buy it with my business card. It becomes a business expense. A lot mm-hmm. of my personal, my home, okay, my car, you know, that's all tied to the business, running a business. So I can write that off. 
So most people who are complaining about his taxes just don't understand taxes, right? And they're just, they're just, you know, they're the dumb masses again buying into the propaganda. Oh my God, how can a billionaire only pay $750? Actually, it's not $750. Right. Due diligence. Yeah. You have to be an idiot. I mean, if you're yeah. listening right now, yeah, I said it. If you think somebody's worth a billion or two dollars or three billion, whatever he's worth, and he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes, you've got to be a damn fool. Yeah, to think that he's getting away with yeah. that. I mean, come on. Yeah. So think about if, what you make. If it's okay, okay. he's no different. If okay? it's legal, this yeah. guy has multiple businesses, multiple hotels, multiple properties, golf courses. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You know, he, he has smart, smart money people managing his money for him. And, um, you know, he's just taking advantage of whatever, uh, you know, like tax deferred stuff. That's a biggie. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. But, like, there's a way to tax defer a lot of stuff, the way you park it and all this crap. Um, but the bottom line is Joe Ted, I personally, I don't care what he paid in taxes as long as it was legal. Just like he told um, when he was doing the debate, he's like, hey. If you don't want me, you know, taking advantage of these taxes, change, change the tax, the tax law. laws, right? If it's no, legal, yeah. Who was that? Who did he say that to? Um, Biden. Biden. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, to you were in, 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 in government for 47 freaking years. Change the law if you don't like it. So to answer the the original question and sort of make the answer appealing to people who have not run a business, have not been involved in running a business. Here, here's how this works. You, dear person who does some sort of work in your life, presumably. If at the beginning of the fiscal year, uh, we're just going to use calendar years because people understand it better. So if in January you have a job and you're you're one of those smart contractor guys and you're making 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour, whatever you're doing, right? Or if you're really good at this, you're making hundreds or thousands of dollars an hour. And in January, that's true. They charge you income taxes in January. If you lose that job in July, they flatten out how much money you made over the whole year, and that's what they base your tax return on, right? And that is exactly what happened to Trump, just with more money. <laughs> because it was, well, you're making this much money, so we think your estimated taxes are X. And then he ended up making a lot less money. They didn't just carry on how much he was making at the beginning of the year and go, well, even though you didn't make this much money, you you should give us uh, this money that you, you know, taxes on money you didn't make. And it's the same thing that it would be for you. If you have a job in January and you lose it in August, you know, they don't go, well, you did have a job in January, so we're just going to keep charging you the same tax rate for the rest of the year. And and that's just how this works. And so do I do I care if Trump paid $750 in taxes? No. Having been a guy that you know, lost a job at any point ever in my life. I didn't want to be paying taxes on money I wasn't earning when tax time rolled around, all right? It's, it's not a thing. Nobody does it. Everyone in the world takes whatever deductions they can, and nobody goes, well, you know, uh, hypothetically, I could have earned more money, so tax me on the money that I could have made. You know, it, it's tax me on the money that I made, and that's just how it works. That's that's just life, and thinking that for some reason your, your enviousness of people who make more money than you means they should pay more in taxes doesn't make it so, right? And this, this idea of, but you made a lot of money, therefore I should take stuff from you, is nothing more than envy, uh, and it's not how the laws are written it's not what the rules are and you wouldn't want those rules applied to you either so stop being douchebags and you are being douchebags yeah. <laughs> and i agree and you know here's another thing i'd like to say to anybody listening you know uh whether you like trump or not um you have to admit uh he's a pretty smart businessman 
whether he's declared bankruptcy or not has nothing to do with Ashley. The, the most successful, actually the most successful guy I know has declared bankruptcy twice on two companies he owned uh, and took, took advantage of chapter 11. But anyway, do you think that he is so stupid that he would do something so flagrantly illegal that somebody on the left is not going to be able to find like that and hang him with it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, like, if Trump is to be believed, he's been under audit for three years now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, come on, think, you know, put aside your ego and put aside, you know, that hat that you have on, whatever kind of hat you have on, take it off for one second and think about this stuff logically. Yeah. Okay. Just emo- take the emotion out of it, right? Forget where you're coming from, but look at it strictly from a, you know, a data and common sense you're asking too much would somebody do something of average intelligence that stupid and i'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox and i wouldn't do that if i was running for president are you kidding me that's i mean they're looking for anything yeah so for those just think about it in in a non-emotional holistic look there's a lot involved in what you just said not the least of which is then understand for a lot of these people that this is not about intelligence right so for a lot of these people what you're dealing with is if someone is more successful than me the only reason that they're more successful is because they cheated so it's not about whether or not uh and it's not maybe it's not about them in particular but if they're if you're more successful than x y or z line the only reason you did that is because you cheated and if you if you deal with leftist economists you will you will find them trying to map this out as as some sort of neat sounding theory right so uh these are the people who tell you that profit is uh business owners stealing the value of the labor of the people who work for them right because uh if you work for me and you produce 40 dollars an hour worth of value uh anything that is not a business expense for your $40 an hour or, uh, you know, your wage is me stealing from you. And so according to them, that's that's how it works. Now, that is self-evidently stupid to anyone who has ever run a business, and that's not how it works, and anyone with any real-world experience about anything. But it, it is very emotionally satisfying. And that's the other thing that's pretty important about what you were saying there is pull the emotions out of it we have been teaching people for i don't even know how long that your your emotional outputs are what matter most right so if you feel bad about a thing that thing is bad and it doesn't matter what the reality of that thing is it it matters that you feel bad about it and we tell people to live their lives that way so i can't say as i'm surprised that when you tell lots of people to live your life that way that at least some quantity of them do yeah it's yeah it's this entire it's just in general. No, I don't care how much taxes Trump paid if it was legal. I don't care. I don't care if how much who's his face Bloomberg paid. It has nothing to do with politics. I don't give. I mean, if there is a problem, then it's the core of the tax code. But I don't care about that individually. And I'll be honest. Nor I love Trump, and I'm voting for Trump. Most likely, I haven't voted yet. I don't give a fuck that Biden uh, that Hunter Biden smoked crack. I don't give a fuck about that. There, like, there are some things where it's like just remove that from the equation from both sides it's like you i just i don't give a i don't think biden's stupid i don't think barack obama's stupid i don't think you get to the oval office being stupid i don't think trump's stupid there's this entire thing that says oh they're an idiot they're a moron they're an asshole i'm like they didn't 
hey, if they're if they're stupid, that just means you're brain dead. Because if they did it and they're stupid, yeah. that means that, that mean? yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's that's how I look at it. People interested well, in other that's things. Very, that's what makes most of us. Yeah, well, that's a very very good point, and and I and I appreciate your candor on that, and I agree with you. Look, man. There ain't a damn person out there. Nobody. If you've lived a life, a tumultuous life, or a successful life, or an, an, you know whatever kind of life, you're gonna have skeletons in your closet. Give me a break. Everybody, you got them, Tom, Dale, you got them, I got them. We've all got them, right? I don't really care about somebody else's family and what they've yeah. done. What I care about is what you believe in and your track record. Yeah, that's what I care about. And I will say that there are some things that are worth worrying about what they believe in, yeah, right? So whether whether or not Hunter Biden's a crackhead is you got to well, pick and choose your battles. True, but you know whether or not Hunter Biden's a crackhead, not that big of a deal. Whether or not Hunter Biden is selling influence to Joe Biden, yes. that that matters a lot more. Yeah, that I mean, does. should become president. That does. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. You got to pick and choose your yes. battles. Yeah. If he's getting paid three and a half million dollars a year for you know doing introductions, well, I want to know who you're introducing and what you're introducing. Because to me, that's a conflict of interest. You are there because your father put you in that position, and he used his presidential authority and power. That is a complete conflict conflict of interest. That would be a conflict of interest in business, let alone the presidency. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you're right, Don. I agree. But I think what people the, the, the point that, that I was going with Tom is, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because you know, a lot of people are the exact opposite. They were looking for anything. Yeah. I mean anything. They hate Trump so bad. They will look for anything just to throw a dart at him where us on the other side it's like all right so the guy okay so his son got tossed out of the military if i'm not mistaken he got tested positive for okay not a good thing i know he went to the academy i think he was in the navy i may be wrong i think he was a naval graduate is that what he was that sounds right yeah and he got bounced for a testing positive on a drug test okay not a good thing but whatever you're gonna crucify the guy no um i i believe that if it has to do with our country and if it involves decisions making our country or you're using your power or you're influencing other people wrongly, then yes, that's where I draw the line. But all this other stuff, it's hyperbole. It's just it's bullshit. But, but all that stuff, it's, it's like a canvas, man, a painting. It all, it all creates a bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the whole cocaine thing. Okay, let's, so now we're looking at a man's character, right? And the problem is that's his character, no big deal. But... There's a nexus between him and his father, right? And then when there's a nexus between Ukraine and China and all these other countries. There's a nexus between, be, apparently, and I don't know how true this is yet. Uh, I saw some pictures, don't know, can't comment if it's factual or not. But now there's there's information out there that Biden was involved, the son was involved in pedophilia, right? Young Asian girls, right? It's all captured on film. Um, you know, and they're using that as leverage to blackmail. Okay, so yeah. think about that for a minute now, right? That's so, real. Okay. You, you know, young Mr. Hunter, um, if you don't get your dad to do this, this shit's coming out and okay. you don't want the whole world to see it, right? These are the problems with that, right? So when you start doing shit, look, this guy, he, he's a Biden and he and he signed up to be a part of the Biden campaign, okay? The business he decided to basically become part of this this institution of bidenism to promote himself to promote biden to make money so now that he's in it you will be judged on everything 
I will judge you on the crack, the cocaine, the pedophilia, and all your fucking activities because you created a you created a, a, a institution using your father's name. You've 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 you you've already you know referenced your father being a part of this organization. So you know you basically will be judged on everything. Yeah. Um, your entire character is at play, and the fact that Biden tried to distance himself and lie. I don't know anybody anything that shit, and it was not, it was proven otherwise. Again, this is all damning information. So this is the problem, right? We here's the problem with the conservatives on the right. We always want to overlook shit like, oh, you know, well, you know, we can't judge them on that. We can't judge them. We always want to take the higher moral moral high ground, right? And everything we do, the left doesn't do that. They don't fucking do. They don't give a fuck about morality, right? They'll they'll call you out on everything and anything. And they'll make the shit up if they can't find it. We try to play. We're the nice guys, and you know the old adage: the nice guys always finish last. That's what's happening. We keep getting our ass kicked by these lying liberals and the bullshit they pull because we want to take the moral high ground. That's why I said earlier when I started this thing, you know, the days of love my fucking friend because he's a Democrat and we just politically disagree are over, are fucking over, okay? And we are not friends anymore. We can't be friends. Your your political ideology is juxtaposed to mine. And, it, and what's at stake here is our fucking freedom, my children's freedom. That's the that's where I drew the line now. So, you know, yeah, fuck you guys and fuck your liberal agenda. Fuck your democratic agenda. We can't be friends. We yeah. can't be friends. And I already named a couple of reasons in the beginning why we can't be friends. That, that bottom line. I said, well, you know, there's a line already that, you know, you guys have already crossed that. And you can't you can't you can't have it both ways. It's like saying. It's like saying, well, you know, he's the KKK, but he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't believe in lynchings. You can't say that, man. It's just True. the Democratic Party. Well, you know, right. I believe in this stuff with the Democratic Party. I don't necessarily believe with an abortion. The fuck you don't. If you're in a Democratic Party, you support the Democratic Party, you support abortion. You're a, pro- a killer by proxy. That's the way I see it. Fuck sure. you. That hurts. You sure. don't like it. I just called you a killer by proxy. It's true. It's true. Right? And so you can't have it both ways. Yeah, it is black and white. Now it is black and white. I don't see gray area anymore. The gray areas was getting us in trouble, right? Because they can use the gray area to manipulate, you know, all of us, all right? With, with these fucking lies. And, you know, I think you said earlier, uh, Tom, what do you call it? Uh, uh, um, God, uh, virtue of uh, virtue warfare, Yeah. right? That's exactly what it is. And so, you know, I'm like this. It's a black and white. There's one line, you know, two two skirmish lines facing each other. That's it. Yeah. And it's it's getting so, creepy. Sorry, Don, I know you want to say something. But it's getting creepy when there's like – um. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, yes, queen, like, go get it, girl, unless you're Amy Coney Barrett. We no more old white rich men in politics unless you're Joe Biden. And then it's, you know, you got 50 <laughs> Fed coming out being like, are you at your fucking mind? 63% tax? He's like, vote Trump. And then you have his ex-girlfriend going out going, uh, I had to remind you that you're black. So it's, hey, man, think for yourself unless you're trying to vote for, unless you're trying to vote for Trump. Then you, don't you remember that you're black? How fucking out of this world racist is that? Holy! I had to remind him that he's black. Holy! Well, this is oh my this is my thing. bad, Massa. I'm sorry, ma'am. Like holy shit! Holy! I'm glad you said that. I was thinking about that this morning. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! Hey, did, did you forget you're black? It's oh, I'm sorry, Massa. I'll go back and vote for you. It's like holy fuck! Yeah. Holy fuck! Well, to to sort of piggyback off what Dale was saying, uh, this this is the thing I end up talking about a lot is that. Politics is and has been longer than any of us wants to admit a war. And if you don't believe that, go back and look at 
basically any campaign at least since the 60s and it's been this way longer than that but when you get to too much before the 60s you can't find media about it very easily but what you will find every single time and i mean this without fail is that they you you will find the most people remember it as the the who's the senator mccain right there there's a a video of him at a rally and one of the guys that is there to vote for him says obama's a horrible muslim and a piece of garbage and mccain says wait wait a minute uh he's he's a good guy and i you know he's a good american and i just think he's misguided and what was it that obama was saying at the same time mccain is a warmonger who just wants to kill brown people he wants to genocide people across the world he's a horrible monster we're gonna be electing hitler that you know if you if you even cast a vote for mccain it's because you believe in concentration uh, camps and genocide and this is the story of the left versus right in politics for probably the lifetime of most people currently alive. The left goes out there and maligns you as the most horrible person in the world. And the right comes out and says, well, he's just wrong about things. And the real, the, the nail in the coffin for me is that what the left is promoting is the most genocidal ideology that has ever graced this planet, ever. In all of history, there has been no one to compete with Mao or Stalin. There just isn't. The killing fields of Cambodia were not an accident. It's just part of the game. And the people who are promoting that are the ones who are coming to you and calling you a bad person for disagreeing with them. This is a war. It's been a war for years. And pretending like it's not is a big, big problem that we have. Fuck yeah. It's, you're right. I mean, what, 120 million people dead between 1900 and 2000 through communism? God damn, man. Hitler couldn't do that in a wet dream. Like, holy fuck. But really. Right? And you're right. It's If you're bringing that, if you're bringing that in, then that's, I mean, Dale, you were, were we talking about, you know, getting to the education system, getting to the kids. I pulled up the the lyrics to Sleep Now in the Fire by Rage Against the Machine, which ironically enough, this band is anti-Trump, and then now the joke is they are rage with the machine. But it's... Yeah. it's uh, um, so raise your fists and march around. Don't dare take what you need. I'll jail and bury those committed and smother the rest in greed. Crawl with me into tomorrow, or I'll drag you to your grave. I'm deep inside your children. They'll betray you in my name. That's exactly what it is. It's the slow, insidious mark. What is it? Khrushchev? Brezhnev? Communism will come to America, but it'll be lifted by the the flag will be raised by the citizens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's well, weird. That, yeah. that is that's a that's a long form view of You're, Leninism. Right? You know, for for anybody who does it, yeah, somebody said it. Bezmanov, right? right? Yeah. Um, for everybody who's not aware, Lenin was the original leader of the communist revolution. We all know Stalin because he did lots of stuff. But Lenin started the game, and he started the game under the idea that you create all of this social unrest, and then you capitalize on the social unrest to create the communist utopia. And guess what the reality of this is? If if you get a Lenin, you get, and, and make no mistake, AOC is a decent approximation of Lenin most of the time. Uh, 
if you get your your Lenins, right, and they get out there and they even let's pretend for a moment that they actually think this will make society better. You know who came right after Lenin? Stalin. And it happens every time. Mm-hmm. Either Stalin comes first or he comes second. But someone has to pick up the revolution and carry it forward regardless of the cost. And we know that person is Stalin. We know that person is Mao. Uh, but, you know, this was the same thing in Vietnam. This was Ho Chi Minh. He didn't care about what the cost of the communist revolution was. We know, uh, you know, the, what, what the, the idiots over there in North Korea, the whole family of them, they don't care about the cost of the revolution. It must be carried forward. And it is not by accident that this happens. It always must be ideology before whatever the cost is. And by the way, you are that cost. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this, you are now a thought criminal. You are the cost. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike, I, I have another question. I have one more. And put it, this, when you said that, Don, I, just something clicked in my head. You know, we got, we're four guys, you know, all average intelligence or higher and you know, um, talking about all this philosophical and ide- ideological stuff, but how many people they're going to watch this or just not watch it really even have a clue what's going on? Like, I guess in my, my question is, you know, I look outside my window and it's like, does this person across the street have a clue what's going on? Or they just live in such a small bubble. They just I- don't know. I think that I think you guys, how many people are like that? You guys might disagree with me. I think more people are attuned to it. I think that they stay quiet because they look at the see like dumbasses like me get out here like me and Dawn. We get out here and put out videos every day, right? We're 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 thought criminals. I think a lot of people watch it, and they're very very quiet. And it's I, like I don't think solid majority is just a cliche. I think a lot of people want, and for whatever reason, either it's a tactical move. They're like, I need to stay quiet so I can keep my job, or they're just like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm gonna go vote. I know who I'm voting for, but you know, right. I got a job. I run a business. I don't have time for these fucking blue-haired whales with nine piercings screaming I'm a racist. I think a lot of people do understand, and I think a lot of people are a lot more intelligent than even I think because I think. Don and I, I think we have the gift for gab. I think there are some people that maybe don't can't can't say it well, right? You, we can all imagine a beautiful sunset in our minds. How many of us can right. paint it, right? They Very just can't few. articulate it. I think a lot of people are a lot more intelligent than any of us think is is possible. I think that some people just maybe don't know how to say it, but it's still the gears are still turning inside. That's what that's my opinion. So. I, I don't think this is an intelligence question. Uh, I think this is an awareness question, right? Um, no one is dumb enough to let someone shoot at you, right? As long as they're aware of it. And yet snipers still exist. So, they, you know, and are effective at what they do. And so the question isn't whether or not people are that smart, because what I consistently see happen is the moment that this comes home and becomes personal to people, right? Uh, Dale talking earlier, daughter came home from college. Who the hell are you? All of a sudden, it's in your face. It's something you can't ignore. Your child is coming home to you, someone that you have raised for presumably about two decades and cared for in unimaginable ways is even if they're coming soft, they're coming home and they're calling you a white supremacist. They're calling you, uh, you know, a, a, some sort of bigot. They're calling you a genocidal maniac. And you're going, what the hell is going on? And it tends to be right about the moment the personalization happens that everybody gets pissed, right? And 
the really funny thing about this is that's true for leftists too. My uh, my favorite example of this is is Tim Pool, who, regardless of what the left will tell you, is a big lefty, right? He's a news commentator, but he's a giant lefty, and he was all in favor for a little bit uh, of this bill that said. You know, if you work in the gig economy, you have to be hired on permanently and be paid minimum wage right up until he found it, found out that it applied to the news media. And then it was, well, all of these people that I know with these jobs where they write 40 articles a week, they're not going to be able to do that if they have to be paid minimum wage. And I went, yeah, exactly. Right. Now that it's something that you understand, now that it's something that is personal to you, now that you're watching a friend pay the price that you were perfectly willing to let everybody else pay now it's a problem Mm -hmm. and and look i don't think tim's a stupid guy i i think that the reality of this situation is that we all have lives we're busy people and if you're not some sort of you know giant autist about this sort of thing who spends all your time looking at it why would you ever know right and if it doesn't come home if it's not personal if you're a guy who i don't know fixes cars you know you're a mechanic and you go drink beer on the weekends and you and your friends that are mechanics go out and have a beer well is the is any of this affecting you no right up until it does Mm -hmm. yeah right up until it does and i think we're seeing that accelerated though to a point where it may bite them back that bite them being the the neo-marxists is you're now bringing people into this who could have just you could have left in the periphery and ostensibly used to your advantage later because it didn't come home to them but now with uh social media and now with just general screaming at everyone now people who had nothing to do with it who are just hey man i do my thing i go fix my cars or whatever now they're being screamed at because they're white because they make x amount of dollars and that they want and they're having words put in their mouth you're a you're a racist xenophobic anti-semite who wants the world to burn because you don't want to tax climate change now you're having these guys going like wait what (laughs) but now you're having them going fuck it trump i'm voting like you're having so i think that it may work to trump's advantage that's just my opinion i have nothing to back that up with i think that when you bring it home to too many people too quickly which is what they've which is what 20 is 20 has been you know you see that video of that guy and it's a dude wearing a biden shirt and he's standing in the shattered window of his storefront he's got a bicycle store somewhere in seattle or portland and he's and he's yelling at the protesters and he's going he goes are you trying to get trump reelected?" and this is a guy that's for biden he's going are you trying to get trump reelected?" And they go, no, that wasn't. He goes, I got fucking kids. I got a fucking wife to pay for. He goes, who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? He goes, do you try to get Trump reelected? And the guy's, he's wearing a, a, a Biden shirt. And he's going, because I know which way I'm going now. And they're going, well, no. And it's the guy's going. He's like, yeah, I didn't give a fuck until it was a cinder block coming through my small business. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of small businesses have been red billed. You're not wrong there. (laughs) I think a lot of them. I mean, dude, go on social media. How many people are? How many times are people now learning what? How many? How many boomers are now learning what shadow ban means? Because they're like, how come I can't post anymore? Well, because you had wrong think. You had a little bit too much wrong think. Right? Go on Reddit and you say anything that's against the argument, you can't comment more than twice. It used to be eight minutes. Now it's sixteen minutes. In conversations that happen, like da 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 da, -da, you now post. Then you try to respond again. I'm sorry, you're doing that too much. Now you're bringing in people who didn't give a fuck and they're going, why can't I say this? I thought there was free speech. For real, Tom. That's what they're doing? Yeah. For real? Yeah. 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 That's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If you if you go on if you go on Reddit and post, um, I was a Republican and now I'm voting for Biden. It will go straight. And I'm not bullshitting you. It'll go straight to the top. If you say I was a Democrat and now I'm voting Trump, it'll be banned for saying you're breaking the rules. No politics. 
Dude, mm-hmm. it is it is nineteen eighty four. It's what was the party's final command to to uh to not listen to what your eyes and ears were telling you. And it's the perfect example of the guy standing with the microphone in front of a burning store going, There were uh fiery but mostly peaceful protests. And it's like <laughs> as it's burning down, there's like a body under a white tarp and it's like it was mostly peaceful and it's like but now people are going, Well it's mo-. it's like, how about all the uh Trump rallies or super spreaders? Sturgis is gonna bring down the Western hemisphere. But those are the same people that will go, but rioting is stunning and brave. People are going, and if you bring that up, you go, wait, so are riots not super spreaders anymore? People go, well, actually, studies have shown that rioting doesn't spread COVID. Like, you're, holy fuck, you can't go see your grandma on Christmas because, God forbid, you're going to kill the the East Coast. But if you go out there and you put a, a black mask on and go burn down a fucking tricycle store, you're doing it because you're a civil warrior. But these, so, they now believe it. So I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Anybody want some uh, really kind of... Um, <clears throat> terrifying historical context here what so i i very obviously spend a lot of time with historical communism and that that goes crosses over quite a bit into historical fascism simply because it's when the two ideas were being tested out across the earth and uh for everybody running around crying about how we're fascist now there is a a very um strange for most people uh, thing that has happened in history. So we, we don't cover it much, but right before Lenin's revolution, uh, Russia was going over to fascism. The czars were, they, they had developed these little fascist uh, um, groups that were basically taking over the country. And right before they, they actually could exert any real power, there was a communist revolution. Uh, on the flip side, in both Italy and Germany, there were very large communist movements that were taking to the street promoting communism. And they were just barely starting to get power. And right before they did, the fascists came by, crushed them, and took power. And this is this is not a random example. Uh, Vietnam uh, had somewhat similar things going on. They were they were moving the direction of fascism right around the time that uh, Ho Chi Minh came back from China and said, "Hey, I've got this brand new thing." And so there there is a an argument out there from uh, some reasonably intelligent people that communism is dead because the elites will never let it happen, but fascism is not. And if, if that is an accurate argument, then the thing, historically speaking, that you would want to get fascism enacted as an actual policy for a country is to have communist revolutionaries burning things in the streets. Oh, fuck. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Is this, is this, is, is, is this, is this all a long con? Is there an even bigger picture? Fuck. Well, then and na- history na- would tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so now what? Fuck. <laughs> so um, murder everybody. Know, I, it's the only well, way I can be safe. Is I just have to kill everyone now, right? <laughs> That's the only way. Thermonuclear. We have, we have two enemies that we're fighting, man. One are the politicians. Two is the media. The media, you know. They are the voice of the politicians, and as you know, no doubt, you know what we see on the, on TV is all selective. You know, particularly with you know CNN, MSNBC, you know, 
they're they're definitely rooting for the other guy um and everything they do and say you know even facebook man i saw a post yesterday um someone commented about hunter biden's laptop um was secured by the fbi for the last year and you know basically allegedly there's this this is not on air and all of a sudden a fact checker comes on and goes well that's not exactly true you know you know uh, there's no evidence you know this and that and that that you know and think about these fact checkers man they're they're from all around the planet and who the fuck how do you qualify to be a fact checker that's what i want to know know? well in in short you decide that you don't like trump (laughs) yeah yeah but really i've had stuff that i've posted from the cdc off their website no commentary other than look here's the number cdc said right 70 percent of the people that got covid actually wore masks three percent that uh got got it that were not wearing masks and that's yesterday another report came out from another college said you know uh masks fucking work it's like it's just back and forth and back and forth but if you put anything on there like in that what i did from the cdc when it was straight from the cdc was flagged as basically you know not enough it's false information i'm like it's right there that's a screenshot right with the yeah. circles on it um, you ever uh, you, you ever taken the time to read any of these fact checks because uh, I, I know we all get the stupid little thing that says uh, th- this doesn't have enough context, right? Because yeah. that—that's their favorite. Yeah. And so Potentially you, you get you get really ridiculous things if you read them, right? Some of the, some of the the most notorious ones are, you know, Trump said that Hillary Ashton washed her server, and so the fact check was Hillary Clinton did delete all of this stuff off of her server, but she didn't use a corrosive substance to do it. Like, yeah. bro, yeah, no one thinks that. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. What about the one yesterday? Trump claims he brought fifty five thousand jobs to Ohio, and it was mostly false. And they said the real number was fifty five thousand one hundred and thirty which is 137 <laughs> off from 55,000. Doesn't matter that it was more. It's Yeah, but there were there were more numbers, right? So oh, yeah, Trump a... said 55,000 and then presumably three zeros were there and yeah. you know, it was 137. So if you count, that's five numbers that Trump said, some three of them implicitly and and those three that he said implicitly, those were wrong. So it's mostly it's false. mostly false. It's fucking insane. It's absolutely insane. And and then sometimes they're getting even bolder. They'll be like uh, Hunter Biden said that his, or uh, that he like never worked for China, or that he or uh, Trump said that Hunter Biden took money from China, and it will say mostly false, and then it will go on, it will have a long paragraph, and then it will just say because Hunter Biden worked for China, they'll li- they won't even try it, they'll, they'll just say false, and then give the exact answer that was initially put forward. Yeah, it's just, dude, it is. I mean, dude, that's why people hate on him, but dude, that's why Project Veritas does what they do, because there's nothing you can do other than just having a video of someone talking. It, that's what they said. That's what the guy I had on, Jack Garcia said. He goes, I wore a wire. He goes, because to me, if I was going to go risk my life being undercover, I was going to wear a wire, because I'm going to get them talking. If I'm going to risk my life, I'm going to at least get them talking. It doesn't matter now. You show them an actual video of this guy or this woman going, yeah, I took ballots from old people and I changed their votes to this. And people are like, you know, well, O'Keefe has a history of uh, white supremacy and editing. It's like, here's a video of this woman's face talking to your face saying, I did X, Y, and Z. And they're like, yeah, but O'Keefe leans right. And it's like, I mean, I think we used the example last time. The World Trade Centers are on fire. Ooh, man, you sound pretty Islamophobic. Uh, I guess uh, guess you're right. They're now collapsing. Oh, man, you know, 
Yahweh is pretty similar to our God, and it's like, oh, I guess you're right. I guess it's not, you know, the nuclear flash is expanding. Hey, you know what? America has people too. It's just as Hiroshima's vapor. Oh, well, you know, I guess so. It's hey, these Nazis are taking us away. Hey, Nazis are pretty mean term, Dad. Okay, ow, they're putting a tattoo on my forearm. I don't know why you got to be mean to these guys. Like, holy shit, they're they're giving us showers. Like, that's how it is, though. It's they've now. It's the party's final command to ignore what your eyes and ears are telling you. Hey, Tom and, and Rissy guys, this is Circle Back. You were talking about Reddit, and I just stepped off screen real quick, and I see what you're talking about, but there's actually a site out there right now called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Uh-huh. You need to go check it out. It is completely unbiased. You can put whatever you want on there. Go check it out. It's, it's a pretty new site, All right. but I think it's it's a social networking site, Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. I think, Tom, you'll, you'll really enjoy it, but I see what you're looking at at Reddit. That's complete bullshit. I'm, I'm never yeah. going on there again. Yeah, dude, Reddit took $300 million from Tencent. Tencent is primarily owned by the CCP. Reddit literally took $300 million from China. Like, the... the I, it, it doesn't yeah but you know what trump's an asshole and it's like i don't know what else to, well you know they just said i don't know what else to say dale sorry so, i interrupted you dale, dale was talking uh, earlier about how we're we're in the long you know it's come up a few times but dale likes to harp on it so i'll give credit to him that we're in uh, the long war with china but they're doing it fiscally uh, and politically as opposed to kinetically pandemically and, if if uh, I'm not going to try and convince the rest of uh, listeners that that's true, it just is right. But Tencent is effectively the first marine division of China. That's what they are, yeah. right? They they send them places and they have them go out and wage this war. That's who Tencent is. Um, and if you if you don't believe that, go look at their history of buying majority stakes in companies and then mandating that the company support China. Yeah, it is a near one hundred percent certainty that if Tencent ends up with majority share in whatever you're doing, you will be China's bitch within five years. Yeah. Yeah. No, let me add something to that real quick. So, I, uh, two things I want to say. One is Lenin. Lenin said that the end state of socialism is communism. So, yeah. you know, if Biden wins, I suspect down the road there will never be any more podcasts like this. And you, you will be censored for sure if not we're arrested. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's the future. Um, but the second part about what you just said, Don, about the Chinese. The Chinese are here. They're buying all kinds. They've been buying all kinds of shit. And guess where they really are? They're in Hollywood. Guess yeah. what they're buying? Production companies. They got stake in all of them. Not yeah. only the Russians, uh, the Chinese, but the Russians as well. But what they're doing is managing content. They're literally doing that, going, okay, you know what? You're not putting this, you're cutting this clip out. We don't like this shit, right? So they're actually managing that. So what they have done is they've taken this to another level. All right, now what are they doing? They're using media. They're inside our own fucking media machine. Yeah. Fucking shaping the way we think through, you know, through movies. And look, most people's reality is based off of television, what they see on TV, the news, movies. They think that's reality. And guess who's controlling a big part of that? Guess who the stakeholders are, man? Well, there's there's a brilliant, there's a brilliant, if you really, maybe it's giving them too much credit, maybe it's a little too tinfoil hatty, is... You got to think, I was about to say what Dale said, most people get they get their information through their screen, right? 
Well, if you can control the screen as opposed to, it's much easier to control the screen and then control what they think is reality than control reality itself, right? Well, what other way, then how do you get the whole population under the thumb of a screen? Screen, I don't know, maybe a pandemic where everyone's locked inside and you can only <laughs> use your phone. God damn, if that, does, that doesn't make the hairs on your neck stand up a little bit. And then furthermore, China is the, is the number one is the number one hub of human trafficking and organ harvesting. I just had on a woman the other day who's the head of Win This Fight, WTF.org. It's an anti-human trafficking fund or awareness fund, an international one in that. Human trafficking is up 40% under COVID. Well, goddamn, yeah. man. If one, co- It's kind of weird how human trafficking is, is the number one, the country with the number one hu- most amount of human trafficking, the number one most amount of uh, organ harvesting and organ transplants just so happens to be where the pandemic came from. I don't know, man. I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but I'm getting a funny feeling. <laughs> so to the... Yeah, and sorry, Don. Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this bitch up in nine minutes. Well then, uh, I'll, I'll just skip that story. Oh well, uh, fuck me! Way to make me feel like a douchebag. No, tell the story. I was I was saying it for y'all. So I got nothing doing. So I, I used to get a lot of, and I, I sort of used to be one of these people who, um, you know, well, it's just fantasy, and nobody uh, nobody takes TV seriously, right? And if if you're the kind of person who thinks that, uh, it's it doesn't happen very often uh, that kids teach you something quite so ridiculously seriously as this. But when I was, when my son was young, he came to me one day just out of the blue and he said, dad, why do Russians all have machine guns? And I said, what the hell are you talking about? You know, gun control is kind of a thing in Russia. They don't have machine guns. What? Do you, what? He said, well, I don't know, dad, every, you know, in all the TV shows, the Russians have machine guns. And this was this was after I got out of the military, which notoriously, if you have been in the military, watching war movies is a problem for basically everybody, you know, screaming at the TV. It doesn't work like that, you morons. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's good times for, I'm sure, all vet spouses everywhere. Yeah. And it, I started thinking about this and thought, you know. It's not just my, I think it was, I don't know, six years old or something at the time, son, because this is this is the same sort of argument you get from gun control junkies, right? You know, is, uh, well, it, this gun has nine billion rounds per minute. Like, well, it doesn't, right? And it turns out that magazines have a 30-round capacity, so it's really hard to get one to kick out. 25,000 rounds, right? Yeah. Like, you know, your finger falls off before you get to that number. Yeah. And I don't care how long you've been pulling triggers. Yeah. Uh, I've shot a lot of rounds and did 25 grand. It just, you know, by that point, I'm down to the pinky. Yeah. And if I even have that. And over and over and over again, you keep finding this ridiculousness where, uh, you know, people hate business owners. Well, somebody cataloged years ago that uh, something like 95% of the villains in TV shows are business owners. Is that a coincidence? I doubt it. Um, you know, and it's just over and over and over again. So if you're one of those people who is going to say, you know, people, people don't actually believe what they see on TV, you lunatic, well, then stop and pause and find out how much what happens on tv versus what's in reality is what the people around you think because as often as not you'll find out it's what happens on tv is the guiding principle here yeah i mean i think the 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 point that always drives me bonkers is and this is this is an objective fact what one plus one is two okay the sun is 93 million miles away 
Donald Trump is the first United States president to come into office in his first term pro-LGBTQ. That is a fucking fact. Anyone else tells you that, you say that to anyone else, it's, uh, no, he's rounding up gays and putting them in prison camps and having them butt-fucked by polar bears. That's exactly what it is, right? But he's the yeah. first one. That's an objective fact. That is that is not disputable. But even that right there, if you bring that up, you can see you can see it start to short circuit. And it's no, it's Trump's against the gays. We have to fight Trump. It's the only way. Because otherwise, no, there are just certain things that are not true, and there are certain things that are true, and that that is getting twisted now. Is you're right. It's that's the true weaponized power of propaganda. It's it's like I. I it's at a certain point where, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen because what I thought was like bedrock of like we can't go below that because certain rationale is like you know I'm holding a lighter to your hand, Don. I'm lighting your hand on fire. Don's going to pull his hand away. But now I'm seeing examples of people being like, I have a lighter under the hand, and they're going, "There's no lighter." They're going, "Oh yeah. fuck, I guess so." You know, it smells good. Something's cooking, but no, there's no lighter. Well, now that's happening, and I don't know what is up for. So I do know though. Is that there is a good chance that if we go into the Chinese Communist States of America, you guys are all going to be in prison camp with me for being on this podcast. So nope, it's, uh, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, you nope, will be. Nope, not yeah. getting captured. Oh yeah, no, not I'm going. No, I'm going out. Yeah, no, you'll <laughs> you'll know when they you'll know when they try to raid my house because I'm going to take out the whole cul-de-sac with a bomb. Yeah, shout out ATF. Yeah, I'm not going that way either, Tom. Yeah, I, I, I'll t- and I'll t- I'll say this in closing too because I know we're all going to wrap up. Yeah, you, you brought up a very very good point. The lines are so skewed. There is so much smoke and mirrors out there, even for intelligent men like us. It's about the decipher. So think about us and, and somebody who's maybe not up to speed. How can you? What do I do? You know, they're trying to juggle nineteen, you know, things at once. They can't. You, they they don't have the cognitive skills to say this is bullshit. This is real. This is bullshit. That is genius on the left side. They're making it so hard to make a freaking logical, educated decision about this. Even for people like Dale, highly educated guy, Tom, highly educated guy. Even for you guys, it's becoming difficult. So think about that. That's my closing statement. Yeah, I think I think Dale said it in one of the first episodes I had him on. But it was a quote that's always stuck with me, and it's that it's once you get to the uh, sort of the upper echelons of power, you start to realize it's a it's a foggy forest of mirrors, and it's like what the fuck, like I, it, that does start to seem what it gets to. It's like I thought there was this like bedrock. I thought there was this like general rule that you know it's we exist on this but now it seems like it seems like the the operating code of reality is starting to warp like i don't maybe there is someone behind all of it and they are just the absolute master puppeteer this is all part of a long con in which case fuck it i don't know i guess hey props to them hail them they're the new dictator so it tends not to be one person, right? Yeah. Um, the, the aforementioned named Yuri Bezmenov, right, back in the 70s was telling you, look, whether you believe this or not, there is a global conspiracy to make a global communist world. And whether whether or not 
the the flavor of marxism has remained communism the idea that there should be one government ruling everybody has been pretty pervasive for a long time one of those things that nobody likes to talk about when you you talk about things like the un is you know who established the un is fdr's wife stalin and uh, the socialist party of the uk so if you think they're not a bunch of Marxists, boy, do I have some sad news for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you go look at their original charter, it's all the communist propaganda. It's all the, the, the general Marxist revolutionary nonsense, all of it from the very beginning. That's who they've been. I know. Oh, my God. Get out your tinfoil hat. Go go read it yourself. It's still on their website. So do I think that there is one, you know, do, do we get the, the final boss? Do we get to everybody stand in a line and fight the one guy at the end? No. Are there lots and lots of people who have been pushing this for a very, very long time? Yes, there are. And this is, this is a thing that we should probably get comfortable with is that it's not about one guy. Because if, if you think you can cut the head off this snake, uh, they, they've been doing this too long. They know damn good and well. That's pr- this is probably their lesson of the Soviet Union and Maoist China is that if you place all your faith in one man, you eventually lose. And this is this is why they are so fond of uh, groups of, of um, you know, their uh, committees and that sort of thing and why Antifa works the way it does. There, there is no one that you could kill or imprison that would stop Antifa. You would need hundreds, maybe thousands, because if they decentralize in this way, you you cannot stop them in any sort of traditional way that power stops this nonsense. Yeah. Dale, closing remarks. No, it's, yeah, to that point, it's a unified intelligence man at a higher level that has decentralized command, right? It's like they're getting their cues from, they're getting their cues from, you know, the Chinese, um, you know, the Chinese and the, and the Russians, but uh, it's not, uh, it's not scripted. Well, it is scripted to some degree, but uh, there's no one guy, you know, given direction. Um, it's basically... In the military, we have an operations order, right? And and when uh, we do a situation mission, uh, the mission is, you know, what are you going to do, right? What is the commander, you know, what is the mission? Go attack that bunker, right, by this, by 0800. Um, and then underneath there is the commander's intent. It says, look, if you can't exactly do it at 0800, this is my intent. I want this done, okay? And that's really what it comes down to. So there's no, there's no real straight mission statement, you know. It's basically what is the intent? The intent yeah. of you know the the, the the guys pulling the strings, and so when you do that, you know it, it is decentralized, and you give your you give your uh, your paramilitary arm a lot of latitude to get the job done, and they can do it any way they want it, right? Yeah. So that's where we're at, and uh, so there's no one guy, or even a cluster of guys to go after and take out and you know, cut cut the head off this thing. We've got to kill the ideology that uh, has been basically planted 50 years ago and it's grown into a fucking jungle. And we got to figure out how we're going to cut down this whole fucking jungle. And, uh, you know, and so we're going to have to deforce, you know, deforest somehow maybe, but uh, we got to figure out how we're going to do that. And um, that's going to be the, the challenge just, probably for the rest of our lives. I just, I just thought of the most poetic beauty it's yeah we got it it's grown into a jungle it started as a weed it grew into a jungle how do we deforest it well how do you use defoliage agent orange agent orange, agent orange. <laughs> orange man bad 
Agent Orange. Agent Orange. It's just it's just Trump's face is a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a. Agent Orange. It's. Well, I don't know how we can go off on a better note than that. So, <laughs> Dale Comstock, Joe Teddy, Don the Pleb. Joe Teddy's book, Lone Operator, Joe Comstock's book, American Badass. Dale, I mean, Don. He's got a YouTube channel too. Don the Pleb, Plugging Media. <laughs> I'll link it. Um, hey, everybody, stay safe out there. Don't kill each other unless it's in self defense, in which case, fucking mag dump. You, you. But, um, <laughs> but uh, hey, stay safe out there. Love everybody. Be good. God bless America. And, um, Fuck Marxism, right? So you guys have a good one. Amen. Peace.